0: I put my trust in you, and I'm trusting, I love I put my trust in you, I put my trust in love I put my trust in you, and I'm trusting, I, I put
1: my trust in you, I put my trust in love Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller And I, of course, am Niles Spain, And we, of course, are your fuck buddies
0: we, of course, are a sex <laughs> and dating advice show where we won an award for doing this. We did. And we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them to sexy,
1: sticky situations. Award-winningly. Simply put, we are, a, of course, a sex and dating advice podcast. We find questions up. either online. Hmm? I said it fucks you up when you throw in that, of course. just throw I know, it, it really off. does, because we are a well-oiled machine that's highly professional. So any kind of japery is really going to... Wait, can I... Is that... I, like that word. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. We're gonna educate ourselves I together. I feel like I haven't used that word in a long time. I searched Jaipur problematic. It seems fine. I don't know why I got worried about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. I think either way. Whew. There we go. Uh, any kind of mess and just throws us up because we never throws us out. Whoa! What's going on, buddy? I throws haven't even started out? drinking yet. I know it, it throws us out of whack. Apparently, Should we just redo all that. <laughs> no. No, this is,
0: this is new year, new us. Well, how about I hit you with a question then? Before you do that, I, I, I do want to talk about something and I think it's, uh, pertinent to our whole brand situation. Um, I was working on my New Year's resolutions. I don't
1: know. Do you, do you do new year's resolutions? I know you do your big, like end of year wrap up thing. Mm -hmm. It involves resolutions, both looking back on how I did my last year's ones and the ones that I'm going to do this year. Cool. So. I think there's been a really cool shift
0: in the uh, presentation of uh, resolutions in the sense of like, I love that people are just sort of embracing the fact that it's just, it's not like these cut and dried, like, I'm going to save money. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to mm. do that. Like, there's there's more of a culture of being like, those are, are okay, like, goals, I guess, but they're not necessarily revolution or resolutions. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not
1: really actionable.
0: Yeah. And I I think there's uh, a a really cool shift and I I just wanted to to talk about it with our listeners. And I think for us as well, I think we would both benefit from hearing it out loud. At least I do. um, Is that like, I don't think you need to stress too much about changing your life on the start of the new day or the new year. I think that there's a lot of pressure there. If you're not ready to to make big
1: changes, you don't have to. And I feel like the new year is kind of like virginity where there's a lot of weight put on it, but realistically it is just a day, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's no different to the 31st or the second, you know, and I think it can be a really powerful tool to like set that day and like to think about things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that once you do it in a healthy fashion, but I think there can be a lot wrong with it if you don't do it in a healthy fashion.
0: Yeah. I I find it to be a very like handy motivator. You know, I, I, I find that like the changing of seasons and like all that kind of stuff. Like I love a good spring cleaning and there's something about spring that motivates me to do it. And and, like, I just love doing a deep clean. The second it starts getting nicer out. I, I understand that, you know, the new year is a great motivator for me, but I'm also lucky enough to know that like, my holiday season isn't as stressful as a lot of other people's as well, right? Like I know there's a lot of family trauma. I know there's a lot of turmoil. I know there's a lot of stress and stuff that you have to deal with over the holidays. Thankfully, that's very minimal for me. I I understand like the idea of going from a, a very, very sort of stressful month of December with the holidays and family and, you know, probably financial troubles of like pulling things together so you can buy gifts and all that, which is a whole other bag of capitalistic nonsense and then going from that into you don't get to rest after that because now you have to now you need to go to the gym every fucking day i think is is a, a a troublesome and and potentially dangerous state of mind and i like i like the conversation that that's not necessary anymore
1: i i think you know again use it in a positive way or don't use it you don't have to don't be too hard on yourself and do try to make things actionable like lose weight not not very easy to do because that's nothing. That's very big. Whereas if it's like join a club or join a gym or go for a walk once a week, those are a lot more kind of like manageable and they achieve the goal of presumably losing weight. But like you can actually go tick. I did, you know, my 5,000 steps on a Wednesday more than I usually do. And like, that's something you can do. It's something you can stick to. And it's something that's actually like, as I said, actionable and you will see more progress that way than if you set something nebulous like lose weight because that's nothing. You need to do the things to lose weight. Now, do you?
0: I don't want to put you on the spot, and you're welcome to to not share it. But like, do you mm-hmm. do you have a, a resolution that you're really excited for that you want to share that may inspire or help guide people?
1: Um, I have a lot of resolutions. So for those who don't know, I write novels, um, and I've been trying to work more on the getting them published side than the just writing them side. So sending out more novels is is one of mine. Sending out more short stories is another and writing more because short stories are one of those things where I do them if I have a very specific idea, uh, which mm-hmm. I rarely get because I tend to think more in terms of a uh, long format. But recently, I've actually been really enjoying doing them. So that's kind of a thing. On the non-related stuff, I really want to play a live show, whether it be this podcast or uh, no quest or both and, you know, reduce drinking a little bit, GM a little bit more and keep an eye open for jobs other than the one I have because I'm not necessarily happy in that industry. But I haven't really been open to to moving out of it. Those are great. Those great.
0: Those are all great. I, I don't have. A whole, I, I think you've got a, a much wider berth. A big one for me is, and this is something I've been struggling with uh, for, I would say, like probably since the pandemic. Um, it's two things. It's kind of twofold. One, I want to experiment with my my style, my fashion. That's okay. a big thing for me I like this that. year. I, I want to like try new things because I've. Recently felt and this this you know I'm not going to give all of the credit to my boy Harry Styles because I know there are, are a bunch of people who have done it before him but like the idea of sort of shedding I'm very bored with men's clothing the yes, idea they that they we have very boring right like we have pants shorts and then like a t-shirt or a button-down and they're yeah. like that's that's kind of it and that sucks <laughs> for me mm-hmm. um, and I don't necessarily think I want to wear a dress or skirt or like any that kind of situation, but I, I want to find something else mm-hmm. and I don't know what that is okay. yet, like but it. it's, it's one of those things where, and I think it really is going to kind of come to a head in spring and summer because yeah. I feel like winter hard can, to, fashion. yeah, Canadian winter. It's like, it's, it's much more function over form at that mm-hmm. point. I just want to be warm. So I think uh, that's one of my big things is to, is to explore my, my fashion identity and kind of carve out a, uh, a unique style that I am comfortable in and I'm proud of, and something that really resonates with me. Because right now it's just like my closet's a lot of like H and M, an American Eagle, and mm-hmm. and that's not really it for me.
1: Yeah, my um, closet is uh, in both a good way and a bad way. A lot of shit I was also wearing ten to fifteen years ago, and like the bad thing is maybe I should have developed more more different clothing and style since or the good thing is that i'm not fucking up the environment because i don't buy new clothes really i mean yeah it's like i
0: yeah yeah it's like kind of some people sense.
1: buy a whole new outfit every week and then the other thing is
0: i want to find a a workout like schedule that mm-hmm. works for my life yeah because i keep coming up with like i was spoiled in the pandemic when we were in lockdown because i you know we both work in bars we were out of a job for a lot of the lockdown period in Canada yeah. and it was, I was working out five days a week and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. It was, it was something that really, I, I forgot how much I enjoyed it. And I guess it's twofold in this one as well, where it's like, I know I'm not going to have a six pack, right? Like I, I just know I won't. And that was something I, I kind of came to the realization in the pandemic of being like, I'm working out five days a week, fairly like consistently, and pushing myself and, and doing everything I can. And I never got shredded because I like to have beer and I like to eat chicken wings. Mm-hmm. And I like to. So it's like I've, I'm, I I want to get off the idea that my working out is going to lead to a, a, a fucking jacked body or mm. a typically.
1: The like Chris Hemsworth body.
0: Yeah. It's like I know I'm not going to look like that. And yeah. setting the expectation that like maybe if I do, because like I don't want to count my calories. I don't want to count my macros or my micros. I don't want to give up a bunch of stuff. That seems like not fun. And that's not something I want in my life.
1: Like, I think really, unless you're super committed and that's kind of your whole bag, it's like, you gotta, gotta be rich to do it because you need the money and the time and the outside help. Like you need the personal trainers. Like, was it, uh, Rob McElhenney, the guy from always sunny. You've seen that he like between seasons, like put on, like a hundred pounds. And then for the next show or next season became like incredibly shredded. Have you seen all that? Yeah. So he came out and was like, yeah, it's super easy. All you need to do is be super rich and do nothing else. And it's like, yeah, that's fair. Cause a normal person can't do that. I know, you know, quote unquote, normal people who look like this, but that is also like, that's their goal. That's what they yeah. want. But it's all right? like they put in a lot of effort and I'm not disparaging that. I'm just saying, I think we're on the same page of not wanting to put in that much effort. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> yeah, like, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay to realize that like, it, cause I'm sure like with me, it's like when I worked out, I never thought like, Oh, what body do I want? I go, yeah, I want the Chris Hemsworth body because we all do. And we're also kind of socialized to be like, Oh, that's a good body. Everything else mm-hmm. kind of sucked. But you never realize that like, that's not an attainable body really without Just an insane amount of work and dedication and all these things, which, again, nothing wrong if that's what you want to do or if you're able to put that in. But also nothing wrong if realizing that that's what it takes, you also can be okay with having a different body type, which great. And let's
0: face it. A lot of the people we see in the media are also taking steroids, right? For sure. Apart from Liver King. He would never do that. He would never do that. That's another. So a big revolution resolution for me is to, one find a schedule that works for me and, and commit to it. Um, And that's like the hard part of it. That's the actionable part of like where I'm actually going to have to work at it. Be like, Mm -hmm. I have a schedule. I've, I've specifically made one that works with my schedule. And there's always going to be times where like, yes, I might take a day off, whatever. (laughs) Uh, And two, I want to focus on what I need to do to get into a body that I'm proud of and comfortable of. And, whatever that means. And I think a lot of it is going to just be like making dinner a lot more, mm. right? Like I, my, my diet is admittedly absolutely fucking terrible because there's three days of the week where the easiest thing for me to eat is chicken fingers at, you know, like 12 or like midnight at yeah. work because it's I'm busy and I don't have time to like grab a knife and a fork and eat something or have a sandwich or something. It's just like, nope, chicken fingers are easy because I can grab it, dunk it in some sauce and slam it in my mouth and then go back to, to slinging drinks um so it's just a matter of like you know treating my body with the respect that it deserves ultimately
1: yeah but it is tough when you work and get off at of fucking 4 a.m yeah and and that's like a, a I don't get a break <laughs> you know what i mean like unfortunately it's it's just it's fucking hard
0: and that's it right like for me i need to like really accept and be like yes there are three days a week where i work 12 to 13 hours Mm-hmm. And I get home at four AM and I'm probably not gonna want to work out the next day.
1: No. Because I have to do it again.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's like Yeah. And that's the and thing. I
1: think another part of your situation and everybody's situation is like be kind to yourself. And I'm not saying like make excuses or anything, but it's like don't do the opposite where you ignore reasons that are very pertinent to your situation. It's like it it's if these things are there, you need to acknowledge them. Yeah, like don't make the solution
0: or, or, or don't leave your problems out of the solution mm-hmm, because yeah. then then you have you might as well have just solved someone else's issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's a big part of it, right? It, and you're just going to just...
1: demoralize yourself further when it doesn't work out. But of course, yeah. it's not going to work out if it's not suited for your situation. Exactly. You know? So, yeah.
0: We don't have to talk about this any much longer. I, I just thought it was really, really important, really useful to hear that, like, we can get away from the the traditional idea of what a you know, resolution and new year's resolution and what that looks like. And, and ultimately you've talked about it a lot. Uh, and you mentioned a lot of just being like, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. These resolutions are meant to better your life, better yourself, uh, find new opportunities, etc. There's it, it. They're not there
1: to berate you or make mm-hmm. you feel bad or to guilt you. And if well, any like of your resolutions you should do, um, yeah. the start of this new year is make life harder for yourself or be at odds with yourself you know what i mean and that's why again that's why i love doing this like new year's wrap wrap ups like i go through month by month i write down everything good or sometimes bad if it's if it's big uh that happened because you can see what you've surpassed and you can look back and be like because sometimes it's easy to be like oh this year fucking sucked and then you look back you're like oh shit like me and dame went to boston and it was amazing like And that happened right after I was went to a a cottage with some friends. And that was amazing. And, oh, that happened the same year. Like, it's I love it. I love doing it. I recommend to everybody because there's probably gold nuggets that you've let slip between your fingers because we're human. Our brains are not perfect. There's a lot going on in the world.
0: At the end of the day, you really got to take care of yourself. And and if you're not making goals, if you're not setting goals specifically with caring about yourself, then you're not setting the right goals. Mm-hmm. was the i think that's the lesson i really wanted to to talk about uh so thank you very much for indulging me on that now i know that probably went longer than i thought it was going to but i think it was i hope someone out there needed to hear
1: something that we said because i think yeah. it's.
0: i think I it's think worthwhile
1: it's, talking about i think it's important and i think january can be a tough time for a lot of reasons and unfortunately i think resolutions uh pay off or not pay off but like Play a role in that Um, like Blue Monday is coming up. Yep. probably two weeks after this episode or a week. Uh, It's usually what? Second, third week in January. And like, I think resolutions are a big part of that. Money is also the weather. But, you know, mental health is something we always advocate for. And I think thinking about what we just talked about was important. Yeah. Now, are you ready for some bullshit? Let's let's go. Let's let's do it. This is by Antique Cheetah 778. Red flag if girlfriend is mean to your dog. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) well that's it next question uh girlfriend nine months has gotten increasingly more and more distant uh, towards my english bulldog baby girl since we've gotten together my dog is a loving affectionate human interaction seeking puppers she doesn't see it as a big deal and it hurts my heart for my dog it makes me sad when she visibly shuns her and yells at her to get away from her constantly my doggy loves attention i can see it making her really sad every time she is completely a dog person is she so I'm confused on what mine did wrong. Yeah, she's struggling recently with going number two in the house and scratches herself, which annoys my girlfriend, but she's a dog. It starts constant arguments when I have to ask her to please just be nicer. I asked her when the last time she pet her was, and she answered, I don't know, I don't like her, and I won't stop until she's not a bad dog anymore. Just hurts my heart. She also has a puppy that does the exact same things. I can't complain about hers, though. I I don't... I understand
0: your frustration and your heartbreak about this, and... It sounds like you've already talked to her and if it really is causing you and this poor dog distress, I think you do need to be like, not the vibe. Sorry, I'm going to move on. And it seemed, I know that like, I, I, it might seem like we jump to breaking up with people right off or, or fairly quickly, but the, the, the step for me in every like sort of problem in a relationship is talk about it. And if you can come to a conclusion, great. And if you can't, And it's something that is going to affect you negatively for the duration of the relationship. Then it should be over. I I can't. So to put a little personal spin on this, I uh, hooked up with someone. And as we were going into my room, they literally like stopped all sort of interaction and like went over to pet my cat who was in his little cat bed. And she's like, sorry, I had to. And I was like,
1: hell yeah. I don't think Points. you understand,
0: yeah, how much that's made me more attracted to you. Like how much that has sort of like boosted. It doesn't matter like how attractive physically or what you're wearing. That little aspect of being like, oh, your cat is here and I would like to say hello to him.
1: Mm-hmm. I got to
0: say hi to that cute little orange guy. Right? That for me is is a huge benefit. So I feel I, I get this dude's problem oh, of being like, I have... if you're being shitty to my dog, I'm going to find you less and less attractive. And that is a huge problem in a relationship.
1: I honestly don't think I could get to the point of, I I don't think I could get to the end of that day. If you were not nice to my dog, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? What is happening here? My dog is the bestest girl or boy, depending on the dog we're talking about. Not that I have multiple dogs, but I mean, you know, past dogs. And if they didn't have a a very good answer, I'd be like, cool. I don't like you. (laughs) You're mean to my dog. Like, fuck you. I'm sorry. Look, if your dog is scratching herself, that's fine. That's what dogs do. I don't understand what the issue is here. And if they're taking shits in the house, it's like, that's probably a you problem. Unless there's a deeper medical issue. Again, maybe with the scratching too. So it's like, if instead of going to the vet or talking to you about it, she's just like, fuck this dog. This person sucks. Especially if they're also hypocritical and their dog does the same thing, but you can't, you know, return fire. Not that you should because dogs are angels. So this person doesn't sound like a nice person or a good partner. You have talked to them, which, again, is an important point. If you hadn't, we would advocate for that. But if you have and you've just kind of like gotten nothing and nowhere and she's being mean to your poor angel, fucking dump this person. I don't. Yes, it's a red flag. Yeah, 100 percent. It's also a red flag if they're mean to women or people who are younger than them or servers or like if they're mean it's a red flag
0: like yeah a person being bad to another thing another human
1: living mm -hmm. caring loving thing (laughs) like yeah that's it's straight up a red flag not to say like you can't stand up for yourself or have conflict with people but that's not being mean you know what i mean? mean yeah like if somebody attacks me and i shove them i'm not being mean if i walk down the road and just fucking push someone smaller than me over Yeah, that's being mean. And I fucking suck. So it's like, do you you ever have the urge? And like, this is going to make me seem terrible, but like my, my mind has the urge to do everything and anything. It's awful. It's It's like anything I shouldn't do. It's like, Hey, you should fucking do that. And I'm like, no, please mind. The amount of times I'm walking by someone who's like eating a piece of pizza or has a copy like, the other hand, I should hit that out of there. Yeah. Throat. But I think, I think everybody has that to some degree. Um, and it's just, it's the same urge that makes you like when you're up somewhere high, it's like, just jump off. It's like, no, or, or at the subway just be like, I should just walk in front of that. Yes. 100%. Or like reach out a hand as it's going by and just see, will I just slap it out of the way or do you lose your arm? I remember the first time this happened to me. I was I had just
0: won a like multimedia award in high school for a cartoon I made mm-hmm. and I was invited to not intern but like job shadow a animator at the CBC. Mm-hmm. And we were way the fuck up there and it's like off Front Street I think, but it's like this huge building and I was at like near the top floor and we were sitting at this like dude's sick like corner booth not an office but like his cubicle was in the corner mm-hmm. and he uh, he had this big old computer and i was like the whole time i barely paid attention because like i just want to throw this fucking computer out the window <laughs> like the whole time yeah. i was just like man i just want to just grab that fucking i'm sure very expensive computer and just yeet it out this goddamn window mm-hmm. and i was like what's wrong with me and ever it, since honestly, then
1: it could just be me and you i think everybody has this why did we get, like, why was this the last episode that ever got downloads? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I would please,
0: please, if you have these inclinations, I don't, if you do them, I don't want to yeah, hear from I you. I
1: don't really, unless they're, like, funny ones.
0: Yes, but if if you ever are just, like, waiting for a subway or a bus, and you're just like, should I? Mm-hmm. Um, And not in, like, a sad way, just, like, a curious no, not way. No, sad
1: way, in a way where you're like, mind, what are you doing? Yeah.
0: It's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how we got here, but yeah, oh, we're talking about meat people. Yeah, like I saw a dude and he just looked like he was really into his pizza. And I was like, I damn it, man.
1: Oh, I will slap that out of so badly. Mm-hmm. It's important so to say that agreed. I didn't. Yeah. No, yes, we don't do these things. I think we're agreed. This person sucks. Break up with them. It's a red flag. That's the question. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is welcome. So I don't know
0: how to read this name. I'm going to give it a couple of readings and I'll let you and the listener decide. Okay. Welcome to Ask Jack. Welcome to Ask Jack. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one is, is there. Is it a place called Ask Jack?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Again, the question might make me reconsider. No, nope, the question has nothing to do with it. Okay. That's probably Maybe. for the best. I don't really want to know what an Ask Jack is.
0: Yeah. Um, it is a like a carjack that you put in your ass sideways to spread your cheeks.
1: Ah, oh, okay. That's fine.
0: A uh, wife turned off by, are you okay during
1: sex? Wife, 37-year-old. Assjack did come up immediately when I, when I started to type. Okay. <laughs> what is it? So, according to Urban Dictionary, assjacking is kicking someone directly in the asshole, perhaps so hard that the big toe gains insertion. Uh, assjack is an American heavy metal band.
0: Yeah, Hank Williams the Ann, third.
1: And an assjack is the inversion of jackass when calling them a jackass is just not enough. So there you go. Okay. Maybe it's the guy from the back. Maybe it is.
0: Um, wife, 37-year-old female of 14 years. I'm 36-year-old male. And I were opening up. I think there's a word missing. Opening up about different things tonight. She told me when I ask her sometimes during sex, you okay? It's a huge turnoff for her. And I should have more confidence. To be clear. I'm I'm talking about asking in response to maybe going a bit hard and accidentally pulling out and stabbing her outside of her pussy or noticing that she might have grimaced in a certain position. She also remarked about asking her, does that feel good? And that she would definitely tell me if she didn't honestly I think I was being kind of respectful. So it kind of took me aback. What should I take from this other than, well, just don't say those things anymore. If anything,
1: I kind of get it. I, I feel like this person obviously coming from a good place. I'm glad um, you said that. Because I was really worried you were going to come hard and fast at this woman. No, no. I I, I feel like, you know, if it's been 14 years and she's only bringing up now, not great. But, like, at the same time, are you okay? Is I, I feel like it's it's hard to pull off a are you okay ever because you're either very much not okay and you're like, why are you fucking asking me? I just got hit by a car. Or it's like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? It's very hard to be, like, just upset enough that someone notices, but you haven't admitted that they say it and you're like, oh, thank God they they realized. You know what I mean? I think, well, it's, a, I think it's a hard... The hard thing to to get through. Have you never
0: have you never asked a partner like, are you okay?" Because like I've definitely had moments in sexual relationships where, again, as I said, like maybe I slipped out, you know, particularly if someone was riding me fairly aggressively. Yeah. And, you know, and like or like like the guy says,
1: like if there's that face every now mm -hmm. and then like there's like a face and you're just like, you got to check in. I think even just like like I'm thinking of it in terms of repetition and staleness and as a concept as a whole. Because I think what I said was fair. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm just... I think in those those instances, I've usually been more specific. Like, oh shit, did I hurt you? Or like, you know, uh, and they're incidents. They're not constant. And if this has become a problem, he's obviously doing it so often that it it has become weird. So it's like, look, the good thing is moving forward, hopefully you can get this worry out of your mind to a degree where it's like, she said, I'll let you know. So yes, It's great that you can now hopefully trust your partner you've been with for 14 years. And presumably, you know, enough. Like for me, it's like unless I was doing something new or I got a reaction that was so different to usual. It's like I I know what I'm doing and how they're feeling. So it's like I can't imagine that she's making an expression you haven't seen before or you're doing something new that often. Maybe you are. Great, I guess, depending. You know what, um, I, I get his
0: point that, of view or like his stance of because like some people are more like I, I think you and I are both very confident in both our sexual abilities and our ability to read nonverbal cl- clues. And, you know, we usually are like I'm trying to th- think of a way to to phrase this correctly. We're far we're, we're far better at connecting with our sexual partners on a level of understanding was is that maybe, i don't know yeah, if that's maybe. just a lot of words you know what i mean like no, I,
1: well, I I've see it's just yeah i agree because to me it seems impossible to have been with someone for any amount of time that's significant let alone 14 fucking years and be confused by situations like this but i don't think it's with, with regularity I don't, I don't think it's confusion i but think it, it's it must be. i think it's no i think it's like a personal like response Right? Yeah, but you're, like, you're still misconstruing what's happening. Like They're confused with like, oh, you're hurt when they're saying they're not. But this is the first time the wife has said it as well. right? This is the first time she's mm-hmm. told him like, I will let you know. True, right? but even then it's like you're kind of then ignoring a history of 14 years of her being like, no, I'm good. But we're also assuming that it's the same
0: thing, right? Like if you – if I'm jackhammering someone and I mm-hmm. come out and, and hit them in the wrong spot or they make a face – I don't think it's unreasonable to like, no. just because
1: you've asked them once before. No, this I know. Time, I know. You but know, like to me where like, I'll break it down just so it doesn't seem like I'm being over the top here. It, to me t- for it to have been a problem, it has to have happened. I would say quite a lot of times. Yeah. Right. I'm maybe they have a wild adventurous sex life. Most people don't, especially people who cannot figure out their partner's cues this way. So to me, it seems more likely that this is a regular problem, not because they regularly switch it up and regularly do, you know, different things and have come into different problems every time. I'm imagining it's like she makes a face while he's jackhammering her. And then the next time he's jackhammering her, it's the same. And the next time, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it would be a problem if they were always doing something new and he was checking it. Well, here's I, I,
0: that's a very fair point. And here's the way I'm approaching it. If you and I were sparring mm-hmm. and I clipped you in a way that maybe I've clipped you before, I would still check in.
1: For sure. But if we were sparring for 14 years and every time you hit me, you were like, oh, are you good? I'd be like, what are you doing? You know what we're doing here. I've assured you, like, I'm a competent partner. You're a competent partner. Like, I wouldn't want to spar with you if that was the case. Sure. You know, like, again, what I'm saying, if, you know, like, I've, like, back when I was doing kickboxing, it's like the good sparring partners knew what they were doing and knew what you were doing. And occasionally, like, I remember someone tried to fucking heel kick me and I thought they were doing something else. So instead of them hitting me, I leaned very heavily into the kick and they probably kicked a little harder because they were probably... Hoping to pull it. So they hit me way harder, right in the jaw, than they wanted to, than I wanted to. And like, probably the closest I've ever come to being knocked out in like a gym or ever. Like, I saw red, I had sparkles, and they were like, oh shit, because they knew that shit had gone wrong. Every other thing that we did from them trusting me as a sparring partner, me trusting them, and just everyone kind of knowing their thing. It wasn't an issue. So this, I, this every is every three hits. I was like, oh, are you OK? It would get very frustrating. And it's also kind of disrespectful in a way because it's like you can't either you can't gauge my responses or what your output is or you think I can't handle it. But what I'm saying is it's not every hit. It's the one where, like, you do clock it, mm-hmm.
0: right? Because I, like, I just I, like the only thing that's taking me I guess out what of, we like, need to
1: determine is, is it every time you have sex? Yes. Yeah. I'm just assuming it's so much if it is this problem. But again, it could have just been like a weird week. Maybe it happened three times in a week. Or even law of law or large numbers, right? 14 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. So even if it happens
0: once a month, once a month for 14 years is a
1: lot of times, mm-hmm. right? But even, and even then, though, I cannot imagine they're doing something different every but time. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be something different. But if it is the same issue repeated, I feel like that is an issue. Either way, I feel like we're getting off track. We're both. Yes, we're, we're cycling. But so here's the thing. And I think this
0: is a, an important part of this question is Niall and I have both fairly different stances on this, right? Like I, you know, despite the fact that I, I agree with what Niall is saying, I see it in one way. He sees it in another. So I think it's also important to not only listen to the criticism and you know, internalize it and listen to it and appreciate that she's being honest with you. But I think it's also important to give her your side as well Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, fair. I will keep that in in the back of my head, but please know that I'm not doing it out of insecurity. I mean, you might be, I'm not sure, but like, Mm -hmm. let them know. It's like, it's all out of concern and respect and safety. Mm -hmm. If, if the only reason I'm saying it is because there is a trigger that I notice that I feel like I need to check in on you. So it's not necessarily like, and I think any good partner would hear that and be like, hopefully, like, okay with it, or at least understand where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And then you guys work together to figure out the middle ground, right? A combination of you reading the nonverbal clues and understand and like, you know, wanting to make sure your partner is safe and and not injured and Mm -hmm. also abiding by her needs of being not taken out of it. Because it's called... What is it called when you're forced to remove yourself out of a sexual situation to identify? I don't remember what it's called, but it's it's there's a name for it.
1: So like interruption. Yeah, like I think it's called like context switching. Either way, it's it's not fun. You know what I mean? And like again, I think like are you okay? It is obviously sweet, and I think this person intends it sweetly, but Mm -hmm. it isn't sexy. And on top of that, it's like if you're just kind of lost in the moment. Like no one wants to think that their like their orgasm face or their sex face is not good. So it's like, if you're enjoying yourself and someone's like, are you okay? That sucks for your confidence. And it's definitely going to take you out of it. And then going further, you're not going to be in it because you're going to try to like regulate your face and not look like that ugly hurt person. You were a second ago, you know? (laughs) Um, I think that's
0: also like the, We haven't talked about it, but the other one of like, does that feel good is so I think I think you and I can both agree that there are better
1: ways to ask that question. Yes. And I think like if it came up in a rotating cycle of things, it wouldn't ping. But I think it's the only thing he says, Mm -hmm. you know, you could be like, oh, you like that? Or how does that feel? Or like, are you going to come for me? Or like you could say so many other things. And it's like, yeah, if you say the one thing over and over again, you just start to sound like an NPC. Here's what I would suggest, and here's something that I like to do.
0: Phrase your question as a statement. So if you're really enjoying something, tell them. Make it make it known so that hopefully that they can they will reciprocate. They will be you know, if you're like, fuck, that feels really good, hopefully they will say yes or respond positively. Mm -hmm. And then something we encourage all the fucking time. Afterwards, once sex is finished, if you notice they were making a face during a position and they haven't stopped you, there's no harm in being like, hey, I, I was really enjoying fucking you from behind on the couch. Did you like that mm-hmm. after the fact? Right. Because sexy time is over and hopefully your partner would trust you enough to be like if something didn't feel good, they would stop or they would readjust or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that would then open up the door for them. To be like, actually, I didn't love it. Or actually, the next time we do it, can we try this? And that's how you fine-tune. A lot of people think that, like, when sex is done, it's done. And we don't talk about it anymore. And that's it. But it's like, no, the the moments after sex is a great way to sort of debrief and figure out mm-hmm. what worked and what didn't work and and fine-tune the things. Like, sometimes you sleep with someone and they don't love a certain position. And you're like, great.
1: Mm-hmm. No, or vice now, versa. Or vice you know, versa. Again, we... I really don't want it to seem like we don't advocate with checking in on your partner. My only fear is that he's done it for way ad too nauseam, long yeah. ad nauseum in, in similar circumstances, which again is kind of hyperbolic because I don't know. I'm just assuming because I can't imagine getting to be a problem otherwise. And I definitely check in with partners. And I think like we said earlier, you don't want to fall into NPCism where you always say the same thing. Cause I think that can become tiring no matter what we're talking about. Um, but even just like, Oh, too much. Or like, Am I in too deep? Because sometimes, if you you know, if you've lifted their legs right up, you can get in a lot further than you normally would. There are some positions where that's a danger, so you can like check in, and I highly recommend it. I just think you do have to learn your partner's body and trust them. At some point, it just does kind of baffle me that that has continued for so long. But like check in, be like, was it too much? Or at the end, you can be like. You seem to like really, like, there was a strong reaction to this position, which I've asked before. And a lot of the time it's, yeah, that was really good. Or for a second it was like too intense, but then it was really good. Or, yeah, I wasn't loving it. Great. It's good to check in. And again, trusting your partner and checking in in the moment if. Something important seems to to pop up, like if they do seem uncomfortable or you've kind of broken them out of their like sex trance or whatever, you know what I mean? I advocate, and I know Dane does, check in with your partners. And I do kind of disagree with her saying it's because he's an unconfident lover in a way, because I think people who are unconfident tend to not want to bring things like this up because they don't yeah, want it's to a hang like- a lantern on their failures. Yeah, they want to put think, their heads down and and, and pound yeah. away until until mm-hmm. someone comes. <laughs> so I think it is actually the hallmark of a confident lover to want to to care about their partner, to realize that they're not perfect, right? Because the more you know about something, the more you know you're never perfect. To want to change it, to be open to criticism and adaptation, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, I think you guys... As Dane said, s- tell your side of the story. Let them know that you care about them. You're obviously sorry if you took them out of the mood at any point, but like you were just looking out for their health, well being. And in future, maybe have a safe word so that you know mm-hmm. that they know they can throw this out if anything goes wrong. And hopefully you can take a step back and not have that in the back of your head all the time because you trust them because you've been dating them for so long. And on top of that, shake up your regimen of like sexy talk because. Just saying the one thing all the time is never going to really get you there.
0: Yeah. And I can't think of a worse option than does that feel good?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because
0: hopefully like the bare minimum is, yeah, (laughs) is, is that sex should feel good. Even when you're doing like the bare minimum, Mm -hmm. right? Like sex should always just sort of like baseline feel good. So asking that question is just sort of being like, are we having sex? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yeah. It's like those dating profiles where it's like, want someone nice and honest. It's like, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to say that. Okay. You know what? The actual question has been deleted, but I know enough of the deets to, uh, you know, to, to delve into it. Okay. Uh, this is by a deleted user guy turned down date. So he could be gaming instead. Uh, fresh enough thing. They met off Tinder like two or three times, she last minute had a free night, invited him out. He said he isn't coming out because he's gaming with his boys and set another date for like a few days later. She thinks she's been burned horribly. Right. And yes, before you ask it, is the day Warzone 2.0 came out. Hell yes. Okay, I think we can all agree that spending time with friends
0: is very important. Mm-hmm. And if you have plans to spend time with friends or if you're currently spending time with friends, the allure of sex shouldn't trump that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I hey, think
1: sometimes it does. and That's OK.
0: But it's, yes, it's fine. I, there are situations, right? Like if there is ever a time where we're just doing some like unplanned, you know, chill hangs, if we're playing DMZ or something mm-hmm. and I get booty called, I might be like, hey, you know what, guys, I'm 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 going to go meet up with someone for sure.
1: And as good friends, you're hyped for that. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it becomes a problem if every time you want to hang out, they're like, fuck you guys. This you know person is more important, whether it be a stranger or their partner. But that's a different question. Right. And so, like, I think it's it's a very different situation,
0: whereas Monday nights, we that is mm-hmm. our Pathfinder, Starfinder. That is our RPG, Monday boy night. If someone, if I got a text halfway through that and we're in the middle of a boss fight and I'm like, actually, guys, I'm going to bail, I would be a bad friend.
1: Or even like right. Monday day, if someone was like, hey, Nala, you like want to go out tonight? I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm meeting the guys. You know, we're having a, a boys night. And it's not like I think what's important in this question is to re- get gaming out of that and put in hang out with friends. Because just, I think a lot of busy. people. Yeah, I think they disparage gaming. Like that's not a valid excuse. Whereas like, you know, if you were like, oh, I'm going to go play football with my friends. They'd probably still be upset, but less so, I think. I think gaming is looked down on when in reality, what's happening is you are hanging out with your friends. You have plans with your friends. You are a new relationship and they are doing the right thing here in not canceling last minute on the people who've known and loved them for years and rescheduling you for a time when they are free. And I think it's that simple. To
0: reiterate, it was, they didn't have plans, right? It was like a last minute sort of like, yes. "Hey,
1: are you free? And the guy mm-hmm. was like, no, like it wasn't like they had plans and he canceled and was like, I can't do it. I'm gaming with my boys.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I remember there was a day where I had gone on one date with this woman and she was really cool. I had a great time. And it was like Canada Day or Victoria Day or something. And it was you, me, and a couple of the other guys from work, I think at that point in time, we were out watching fireworks. And she was like, hey, what are you up to? And I was like, "Watching fireworks with the boys. And we're like, you know, we're going to have a night. And she was like, cool, you should come over. And I was like, well, I did just say that <laughs> with the guys. So like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, I would love to, but unfortunately, like I'm hanging out with the guys right now mm-hmm. and she never talked to me again.
1: You see, I'm okay with that story until you press the issue. If they're like, oh, I'm out with the guys watching fireworks. I was like, hey, you should come over. And there's like, uh, ah, yeah. n- not deny them with the friends. You go, oh, no worries. Have fun. Great. You know, actually I mean? a shot. No, nope, no issue. Maybe they're horny. Maybe they'll see you after. Who knows? But if you get offended by the fact that they value their friends, it's like, cool. Do you want someone who doesn't? Because talking about red flag territory.
0: It's not even like valuing a friend. It's the fact that like people have lives and Mm -hmm. you shouldn't. And I think this is a a fairly unique experience for men that women don't often get refused when it comes to offering Mm -hmm. sex. Right. There's this idea and it's, it's a deeply faceted in. Toxic masculinity that if you offer a man sex, he should he has to say yes, because that's all we want. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a pretty negative and shitty reaction for women who perpetuate this facet of, of toxic masculinity that
1: they get angry. Or all of a sudden we're a bad person or we're well, it using them. Because, or, yeah, like, they take it personally. Uh, and it sucks because for everybody involved because now they're feeling hurt when you're just doing a very normal thing. You feel hurt because you're also doing a very normal thing, arguably the correct thing. And it just sucks for everyone involved. And it's like that's another facet of toxic masculinity. We need to jettison into the sun. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's important to not disparage a certain thing like if this was a friend's birthday party or a family party or whatever boil it down to its base components where what you have is he already has plans and that's it you don't get to judge their plans it's like an employer being like oh yeah what do you stick with it's like you no, know what? They're sick. they're not coming into work like fuck off i will even go as
0: far as to say is he didn't want to i, I think that's also a valid excuse if he even oh. if he was just like oh i'm actually just chilling at home i had a really long week And I need to rest.
1: Yes, for sure. You're also allowed to just not want to. Yeah. But like, you know, in this context, I I think they did because they rescheduled. Right. It's like you're two dates in, you last minute tried to organize something. And I'm like, the least likely scenario here is that they're free. So why are you now upset that that came to pass? Mm -hmm. And again, yes, as Dane says, if you don't want to go out with someone, 100%. So just everyone calm the fuck down. Yeah. Take a deep breath.
0: We're all busy. We're all tired. We're all doing our Mm -hmm. best. Yeah, the, the whole situation out here is bad for all it's of us, bad. for most of us. So, like, let's look after each other and and look, I will also say this. If schedules don't align, it's OK. And if for whatever reason, because like, look, I know this firsthand. I'm a very busy person. My schedule mm-hmm. is fucked and making plans with people can be difficult. And sometimes there are times where it's just like, I just won't be able to make it work. And that sucks because as much as I may want to see someone, I have other obligations. I have other responsibilities. I have other plans that I've been putting off for like months. Like there are times where I might have a Tuesday off to hang out with someone, but I've also been telling this person that I'm going to hang out with them since, you know, September. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is the one Tuesday where both of our schedules line up. So I'm going to prioritize that because I've been putting it off for so long. Mm hmm. So, like, I, I we do need to one understand that people's schedules can be fucked. I, I think a lot of people's are these days with the amount of stuff that like we're all trying to juggle. It's gonna happen. And two, it's also okay to be like, "Hey, I've tried to hang out with you. I need a little bit more consistency." And this, I don't think this is gonna work. That's fine too. If that's something you need, like if you're willing to actively clock, be like. Mm, considering our, our track record and the scheduling and everything is like, I do need someone who's a little bit more consistent that I would like to see like once a week. Mm-hmm. And that might not be something you offer. That's fine. That's an okay expectation and, you know, something that you want, but you can't expect that from it. You can't expect the same level of consistency
1: or, uh, freedom that you may mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Just be kinder to people out there. You know what I mean? And don't disparage their friendships or pre existing plans or, hobbies it's like you're not the fucking main character they're not some fucking side characters has to pop up at your every whim people have lives and like the more you respect that the better you're gonna do for yourself and others out in the dating world
0: yep at the end of the episode we like to hop on to online dating platforms such as tinder bumble hinge in an effort to comb them for red flags see what works see what doesn't work to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable
1: you want to start us off okay uh this is amy I want someone who, and it's like a, a hinge prompt, I want someone who is funny, food, and coffee lover. Okay, Amy,
0: I think you think you're being sneaky, but you did just out yourself as a cannibal.
1: Yep, that's the thing. Those commas don't lie.
0: The famous Shakira song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking bland. I'm sorry, like, funny no shit. You, you want funny? You like someone who want, someone who likes food?
0: No, like, no, she on. wants
1: someone who is food. Who is food, yes, which is pretty unique, I will say. This is either a one because
0: it's nothing Mm -hmm. or it's a one because you will try to eat me.
1: Yeah, either way, it's not great unless you want to be eaten, in which case, perfect profile.
0: Um, So a friend of mine has sent me a Instagram account that shows, I guess, like very old dating
1: profiles. I love it. Thank you, whoever you are.
0: I will read a few uh, choice selections of them. This is, I don't think, there's no name here. This is from a man from Wagner, South Dakota. Single, male, 41, 5'8", weight, 200, brown eyes, blue hair, financial worth over $100,000. Love female supremacy, sexually. Seeking beautiful, dominant female, perhaps strong Amazon wrestler. Love being sat on and forced to serve French. Love all tastes and smells. Smells is bold. We'll do mm-hmm. Greek if desired. We'll marry if suited. If wrestler may be professional or not. Douglas <laughs> W. Cabernet. And then their address and phone number.
1: You know, it's not its not worse than a lot we see. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's the thing. Like,
0: you know what? You <laughs> know what? My My dude, Douglas. You did it. It's not a bad
1: profile. <laughs> yeah, I will say I think maybe more of who he was. Aside from his net worth. And hey, that was a lot of money back then. Yeah. That <laughs> wouldn't even buy you half a condo or a quarter of a condo. You know what? It's not for me because I'm not an Amazonian smelly woman, but uh, it, it's not the worst. It's like a seven, six. Yeah, I'm I'm up there with you. It's, it's not bad. I really thought I really thought we'd get some worse, some worse stuff. Are you ready for CJ? Mm-hmm. Pansexual, solo, poly. That's it. That's it. I mean, it is,
0: I'm going to give it a five because it is sort of like the base, like you've given me,
1: you've got literally nothing. I don't think of, I, I I'm vetoing this five. It's worse than a five for me. It's like there's a, cause five
0: for me is there's no red flag. There's no green flag. There's nothing for me to say yes or no to.
1: Yeah. But like having nothing is inherently just bad, right? That's fair. Okay. I will bump it down to a four. I'm. I'm giving it a three. Like it's not offensive, but it is basically just your. You know what I mean. You could just be like, "This is my name," and you're kind of getting the same effect. Yeah, that's fair. It's, just, it's nothing. I'm sorry. Do do something.
0: Give me anything. Uh, this is. <laughs> again, I don't know. No, it doesn't look like there is a a name. Courteous. Hugh Trailer Truck Driver. White. Healthy. Six foot. One ninety pounds of action. Country mobile oh, home. Yeah. Red GTO convertible. Love swimming, dancing, flying, nudism, Polaroids. Seeking affectionate, broad-minded, well-endowed miniskirt gal to be my swinging partner for lively weekend house parties, plus tender loving care and home cooking. Daytime dates in NYC area would be gorgeous. Marriage-minded, not interested in males, discipline, or bondage.
1: These are all better than modern profiles. What the fuck? It's... Yeah, now, so this is also
0: the, the photo of this man is also him in like a leopard. I wouldn't say like G-string, but like tidy whitey sort of bathing suit holding correct. what could be like a rum and Coke or a, a Jack and Coke sort of situation with a uh, like tinted sunglasses and a, a pipe in his mouth.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, was he saying he wanted a woman to cook home cooked meals or he wanted to cook home cooked meals? That's my only kind of real pain. He says. I mean, I also
0: don't know what "quote unquote" gal and "quote unquote" swinging partner means. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, also Ray well endowed. I usually think of as like a dick. Not well.
1: That's that's why I'm wondering if he's looking for a crossdresser. Maybe, but, but either he also way, does say he doesn't want man at the end. So I, I don't know. But either way, it's like it could just be a a sign of the times where slang has changed and we're out of the loop. But he seems to know what he's looking for. Yeah. Um. I also do like the 195 pounds of action because I feel like that's a callback to how movie trailers were like 180 minutes of pure action.
0: I would love to know when this is when these were from. There's no dates on them, unfortunately.
1: I give it a seven, maybe even an eight. I'll give it an eight. Unless there's something I'm missing. (laughs) I really hope there's not some like hidden disparagement. Yeah, I don't know. I ready for Kayla. Uh, Yes. It's always sunny on a date with me. Smiley face. Dark humor and roasts are the key to my heart. Not to brag, but my mom called me an 8 out of 10. Satisfied face. I'm still a disappointment to my dad. How I Met Your Mother <laughs> is better than Friends. No cap, as the cool kids say. I'm vaccinated, caffeinated, and freshly masturbated. Ready to take life by the balls. Consensually, of course.
0: I like it. I mean, we could talk about how shit How I Met Your Mother is, but Friends is also very problematic. So, you know, well,
1: it is what it is. But in terms of, I feel of like- content... Friends has more of an excuse, though, being older. And I don't I don't know. I, I haven't watched all the friends and I it's been a while. I don't understand that. It's always sunny reference at the at the top.
0: It's always sunny when you're on a date with me.
1: Well, like it, they capitalized it like the show. I don't know. So I just I, I don't know. It's like it's weird that there's those TV like, you yeah, know, is how much of other friends and it's always sunny all mentioned. Is there but, like again, a hidden cipher we're missing? Yeah, I don't know. Or like if if it's an always, are they just trying to be like, I like Always Sunny, but they're too scared to say it? Or maybe they're going to
0: say that the the date is going to be so fucking unhinged.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe you're going to do meth and... That's the thing. If it is anything like the show, I don't want to go on a date with you because they are, are, not even arguably, they're objectively garbage people and only people who are very, very misled think otherwise. Yeah. I think they're fine. I like the consent is important, obviously. Yeah. They're vaccinated. They seem fun. It looks like there's some stuff you can chat about. Obviously, they like TV. They yeah, I'm I'm down. It's like uh 7.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to give it the same thing. Uh, this is the last one I'm going to do from from this Instagram account. Uh they're from Maryland. Good-looking American woman, age 34, height 5, weight 120. Dark brown hair, bluish-gray eyes, fair complexion. I have a nice form, pretty good disposition. Protestant, experience in housework and cooking. I am a widow. Have two girls, age six and eight. I love the outdoor life, flowers, pets. I'm not hard to get along with. Wish to correspond with a tall man. Dark hair and eyes and good disposition. Kind and true if he is poor. One who loves children. See photo above. So if he's not poor, he could be a dick? <laughs> that certainly sounds like what they're saying.
1: I also like how they're just like, I have a pretty good disposition. <laughs> it's nothing nothing special. <laughs> but you gotta have a good one. Uh, it was mostly, unless you're rich, unless you're rich. I was mostly good. I don't really like the rich thing. You to bump it down to a five
0: judging by the picture. I'm going to say this is like forties,
1: maybe fifties. Damn. It's, it's wild that like, if you got rid of the, the rich thing, I'd be giving this like a seven or an eight. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty nice. I like that they're pretty open about their stuff. I do find it funny just that they're like, yeah, pretty good disposition. Like I found <laughs> that charming less than I found it bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So aside from the like weird we'll sell my soul for money issue, it's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's 1927. Jesus. How is that better than most profiles with you? It's almost 100 years old. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a bad job, I guess. I can finish off with S. Get okay. five, six computer nerd originally from Miami. Yes, my boobs are implants and I realize they're not for everyone. Eyes up here. Rolling eyes emoji. And I will say from the picture she's provided, her boobs are, I would say, between 25 to 45 percent of her entire mass. Oh, so they're comically large. They are. They are wild. Like
0: someone would look at them and be like, no, those are real. They're like it's impossible. I sent, it, sent the
1: picture to you again. I don't. You know.
0: Yes, we try not to judge people based on body, but, like, if that's
1: all... Oh, yes. Like, I can't tell if it's a joke profile or not, but, like... Yeah. you Yeah. I don't think you needed to point out that they were fake, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I also think, like, something that obvious I think is one of the things where, like, look, if someone who's into that, they're gonna be into it. And someone Mm -hmm. who isn't is gonna... It's Like, it's so... There's no gray area when it's that extreme. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that your entire profile is now made about it as well of being like i have big boobs and they're fake i hope you like it's i just like one picture would be more than enough to mm-hmm. to determine that
1: yeah, and i don't us, think give us more
0: yeah cuz right now it all seems is like your entire identity and who you are is your big balloon boobs mm-hmm. and i don't want to date big balloon boobs i
1: want to date a person yeah That's the thing. It's like if that person has big balloon boobs, you know, probably not for me, but still like whatever, that's going to matter far less than who the person is. So on your profile, tell me who the person is. Yeah. Let me know who's attached to those big balloon boobs. Yeah, that's That's it. it. We did it. It's not it, but it's mostly it. We still got some news and then we got some bad sex writing. I don't know who sticks around for that part. You better because I work hard. You do. (laughs) I want to say firstly, uh, we have had a few people up there patreon subscriptions lately and i want to show you out because that's amazing and we really really massively appreciate it uh it's just a huge compliment and uh, like it makes our day and i just really want to say thank you for that uh first off uh, i also want to say thank you to josh eagle and the harvard cities for song paper stars you got some bad sex writing for us Sure. Aside from that, if you do want to go over to our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash fbuddies. You can support us in a variety of ways, and you can even get our access to our secondary podcast, Pillow Talk, which has a last day of the month release date. So, And you'll get all our back catalog of that as well. And if you go onto our website, um, you can submit questions and we will always answer them. And it is fbuddiespodcast.com. And I got some bad sex writing. This was a note somebody found on their car. Ooh. Who am I? Just some who hopes brightens your day by reminding you of how beautiful you are. Who am I? I am the one who wonders if I would ever be so lucky. Who am I? I am the one that daydreams about you a little more than I should. Smiley face. Who am I? Probably a little more broken than others. Who am I? I am probably someone who doesn't deserve your precious time. Who am I? I am the one who would disappoint you if you knew who I was. Damn. That's fucking terrifying,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. All I could be th- thinking was like that. I can't remember the name. The the next lyric though is like the "Who am I?" Da, 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 da. Who am I?
1: Uh, Zimmer. Is that that song? Yeah, it is
0: that song, isn't it? Yeah, that's all I could think of the whole oh, maybe time. Not. I, I don't like, know. I'm not sure either. It was certainly those two songs. If they're not the same one, would get mashed up at the underground all the time. Um. Yeah, I hate that. And I don't think the way to anyone's heart is cryptic letters in which you paint yourself in worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> like like I don't think anyone's gonna be like, ooh, a broken man? Ooh, yeah. a man who would disappoint me well, if I knew who
1: his vague identity. He's not broken. He's just more broken than others. Uh, okay. <laughs> And he knows where you live, and he watches you, and he thinks about you more than he should, and...
0: All the cool things that you want from a stranger leaving notes on your car.
1: Yeah, please, guys. Please don't do this.
0: Please don't. Go back to the 1927s where people apparently
1: knew how to write dating profiles. Yeah, it's wild. I'm so disappointed. I thought you were going to come with some fresh hell, and it was just disappoint It was like, the tw- the 1920s aren't angry ass, they're just disappointed.
0: Yeah, really. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Miles Payne. We've been your fuck buddies.